I'm Luke Hawkins, and welcome to the Coaches Podcast. I believe one of the most important gifts you can give yourself is learning, learning what it takes to become all you can be. Your journey to creating a seven-figure business as a coach, consultant, or healer starts right here. Addicts, I believe people with addictive tendencies are so powerful because they've been in such um, a state of lack and emptiness for so long that their container is massive because the, the, the pain creates such a huge container for them to receive love and, right. and joy and, and direction. So they, they are the best healers because they can contain as much as the person they're, they're working with can yeah. give them. They're like, I've, I've experienced so much more than this. So so they are, I believe that's the, that's the most amazing gift that I can give to the world. And I'm thankful for my addiction and I'm thankful for everything that I've gone through and, and I'm going through now. And, and, you know, it's not, I'm learning that it's not about being perfect. It's yeah. just about being inclusive of everything. To another level. All right, guys, welcome back to the Student Spotlight with Luke Hawkins. My name is Callum Holt, and today we're joined by Ben McDowell, an absolute legend who has a history of alcohol use and has uh, actually turned into a coach focusing on helping others to get free from the effects of, of alcohol. Um, he's gone through pretty much all our programs that we have offer, um, everything from um, neurotransformation therapy, through to um, Ignite Love and Passion, Seven Figure Academy multiple times. And um, now he's in our Inner Circle program, absolutely dominating. And um, I really want to bring him on board to share his story and his success with you all. And hopefully he has some uh, really great nuggets for you as well to take away and uh, implement in your business today. So Ben, welcome to the podcast. If you could bring everyone up to speed with your story, what you were doing before coaching and why you got into coaching. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Very exciting. Very exciting times we're in. So I guess it would be important to have a little understanding about where I began. And I think like for everyone that ever goes into coaching, it never really begins when you go out there and ask for help. It actually, I think, begins years and years beforehand when, when you're actually going through all of the stuff, you know, all of the, the stuff that really like tears you down and, and, and when you get all of that, that conditioning as well and those protective uh, layers layered on, that's when the desire actually begins, I think. So for me, I came from a really religious background. And I remember one moment specifically when I was about 15 or 16 and I was you know, drinking a lot, like more than is fun. And I was smoking a lot and I was like just doing all these things that I probably shouldn't be doing. And I just had this moment where I was in the church, right? And I stood up in front of everyone. And I was like, because they used to call for the experiences of the people that were gathered there, right? It was a very community-oriented church. And they said, okay, what's your experience? What is going on in life? And I said, look, I'm having a, a bad time and I am not living my full potential and I am going to do whatever it takes to become the man I know that I was born to be. Like I just stood up in front of all these people and they don't actually talk like this there. Yeah. They just usually stand up and just maybe just speak about just a few surface things or how they're not really doing well enough. And, and I just was like, that's enough. And I think like speaking in front of a group and just being accountable to that 
made it possible for me to really start the journey. So I continued, like, I got way deeper into addiction for the next six years. And I really went to the far out limits. And then when I was 21, um, well, when I was 19, I had this brain injury, right? And I just took like heaps of stuff that I shouldn't have. And I like passed out and I had this brain hemorrhage and I lost all my memories. And I had like no uh, cognitive ability and I had to rebuild my whole brain. And so I pretty much rebuilt also part of my personality and um, I had to like rebuild the whole thing, right? So it took me about two years and then I went sober. And when I went sober, I, I just like one day, I just, I just, it was New Year's. Uh, I'd actually just got into like a fight with, with some random because I was so drunk. And I was like, that's enough. Like I cannot waste yeah. the rest of my life doing this stuff. So I just got sober and I reclused for about six months meditated fire twirling and I just did all of these amazing practices and then I spent five years healing myself and then about 12 or 13 months ago now I've been sober six years I went into this different mental state where I was like okay like I'm ready enough like I'm yeah. ready enough like I'm not a hundred percent perfect and but I kind of am at a place where I accept my flaws like enough yeah. and like and and I am enough right so yeah. I was like I had that that idea and I was like okay maybe I can start passing on a bit and so I just started I signed up with my first coach who was um, amazing guy he showed he gave me like the certainty and he put the certainty into me when I just didn't believe him and some lessons some sessions I'd be like He'd be like, yes, Ben, you're doing really well. You can do this. I'm like, dude, I'm doing really bad. He's like, no, you're not. You're doing really good. And he just put the certainty into yeah. me. And I just like took it to another level. I, I was just like, okay, wow. If I'm actually doing all right, I may as well bring a bit more in, right? And so yeah. all of the energy that had come back from these addictions would started to be utilized in a really good way. And I just started, yeah, setting up the, I started doing the posting. I started making Facebook lives, really enjoyed it. I was like rapping online and I, and singing and dancing online. I was like, what a mode of expression to use like the online uh, place to do that. And people were loving it because they were just loving someone being themselves, being real. And yeah. yeah and, and so after that, I, uh, I actually did seven figure Academy and then I was like, okay, great. And just got all of the business stuff just loaded onto me. And I was like, that's what, that's what I needed. That's what I wanted because I had all the energy, but none of the direction. Yeah. No direction. I had so much energy and without the structure that I was getting frustrated because I didn't know where to put it. Right. right. And, and with these systems, I was able to just funnel all of that energy that had come back out into like a really good outcome. And so I started working with people with addictions got some people sober during COVID and like, um, like, like, as I was starting to do that, I, I can't, I'd come back from Thailand and I just literally had lost $30,000. I was broke and I'd been saving up and working seven days a week to save that money. I came back and I was broke. I'd lost it all. And I just was, I was like, great, I got to do something. I went to seven figure and I, I put down money I didn't have. And I just went all in. And then I just, I just made it all back in like three months afterwards. And I, yeah. I made like, I think a lot, like in three months. And, and just, I'm so thankful of putting myself in debt. Like no yeah. one would believe that, but the power of that is that you have to do what needs to be done. And then after you get out of debt, 
you actually have the capability to continue to replicate everything you did to get out of it, which was really beautiful. So I got heaps of people sober. They're all sober now. And now I just train, um, I'm training them to get other people sober. And that's my mission is to get like everyone uh, and everyone sober and out of the um, um, addictions that are holding them back. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. a thousand addicts out of um, addiction. And I want to take yeah. just as much money away from the alcohol industry as possible. Uh, and the cigarettes in the cigarette industry, I want to get all of that out of there. And I want to put it into the pockets of the people. I want to put it into the, the shift that's happening in the world so that it's just not being wasted anymore because addicts, I believe people with addictive tendencies are so powerful because they've been in such um, a state of lack and emptiness for so long that their container is massive because the, the, the pain creates such a huge container for them to receive love and, right. and joy and, and direction. So they, they are the best healers because they can contain as much as the person they're, they're working with can yeah. give them. They're like, I've, I've experienced so much more than this. So, so they are, I believe that's the, that's the most amazing gift that I can give to the world. And I'm thankful for my addiction and I'm thankful for everything that I've gone through and, and I'm going through now. And, and, you know, it's not, I'm learning that it's not about being perfect. It's yeah. just about being inclusive of everything so right yeah. i love that man yeah you've been, help, you've been helping me heaps and i'm so appreciative of all of the patience and, and the energy you guys put in that's like amazing it's so good yeah. no it's uh, yeah it's always a pleasure especially i know i know for you know myself and the team it's um like our biggest thing will we'll, especially we'll, we'll always give like unlimited support to especially the people that are like taking action that's the biggest thing. It's it's like yeah, it brings us so much joy to 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 see and seeing experience and support those people that are out there, you know, making a difference. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, and there's been yeah. times when I remember there's been times I have been struggling like hardcore, even last week, right? And I, I just if this is going out to YouTube, I want to send a message to say that like it doesn't always feel amazing. Like it actually brings you in contact with everything you deny in yourself yeah. and it allows you to overcome it. That's why I started this was so that I could heal all the limitations inside myself and, and just unleash and just be myself in all contexts. And yeah. that means like when I'm feeling not so good, I'm showing up online. When I'm not feeling that good, I'm showing up with clients and I'm speaking to what's real. I'm not yeah. teaching them how to be fake. I'm teaching them how to be authentic. I, I there's there's so, there's so much in there I want to dig into, but but I, I you know, and with these podcasts, they're often kind of as I said before, and they kind of go a little bit rogue. Um, and I want to ask you that question because I personally, um, personally want to know the answer too. Is like, how do you deal with? Um, I'll, I'll start this question in a different way, right? At one point in time, um, because my background before this was, um, you know. 10 plus years ago now, my girlfriend at the time, she committed suicide. Mm. And um, that was like kind of a very dramatic start to my journey in this kind of space. Um, that, you know, I was the one that, that discovered her body and had to deal with that. Mm. Um, and at, at one point in time, I, I thought about um, going into the space of helping people to um, recover from the grief of losing someone close to them, being bereaved by suicide. Mm. Um, because there's absolutely a culture in that space of you never get better. And, sure. um, I, and, and I don't believe that's true because I, I have experienced something else outside of that. Um, the question I have for you around that is like, 
you know, some of your clients, if not all your clients, I'm sure, have a lot of like emotional hecticness, we'll say. <laughs> I'm not even yeah. sure that's a word, but we'll fair make enough. It. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like emotional hecticness going on. How do you deal with it, right? Yeah. How do you deal with that as a coach? How do you keep going? How do you not get overwhelmed? Like there is actually one really, really good technique that I discovered really early on, which I don't know if it's actually well known, but um, yeah, I, I reached it by just, I had been in this really massive block with someone that I was working with and I was feeling actually a lot of judgment for them because, and I was at effect of their pattern. Like I was not at cause and I wasn't in the mindset of, I, I tried a few things and I was like, I can't help them. And then I was like, that's not an option because they've paid. <laughs> like, I, that's not an option to not help them. It's not an option to blame. Like, now you've got to be an, a master. You've got to be masterful. So I did a masterful thing and I said, okay, how am I going to, what do I need? Right? right now I need a connection with them. I need closeness because when there's a connection, there's trust. And when there's, a, there's trust, there's change. So when I had, when I realized that I just said, okay, what would it be like to be in their mind? Like, what would it be like to live as them? What would I be thinking about myself to make them resist this work? What would I need to be experiencing? And I put myself in their shoes. And as I was speaking to them, I would, I would imagine I was them talking to themselves, but with me there too. And so because I was able to go inside their mind and their psyche as me with the answers I have and the, the questions, they don't have these answers, right? So I took myself inside their mind and there was no separation. And, and I was just speaking to the place at the deepest possible level while I was in these sessions with them. And because they felt me there at the deepest place where they didn't have support and they were so fearful, they felt me there on some level, I'm sure, and they let it go because they were like, all I, and I realized all they need to know at any point is that you care, you're there, and you're not going to leave them when they most need you. Yeah. That's it. Like, they just want to know that you're going to look after them and they can actually, and that it's safe for them to like start to let it go just enough, just loosening the grip enough, just so that you can slide it out the problem. And then yeah. you can like put something better in there. And then they'll just walk away forever without needing it. And they'll, if it fits well, the new thing you put in there, they'll never pick up the old problem again, right? But they, they just need to know that. It's so yeah. important. Yeah. How, how, does that, how does that help you? How does that protect you in terms of, um, you know, yeah, I, 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 and I remember this back when, um, when my ex, Sarah, um, I used to have this real challenge when I was dating her when she was alive of getting like, she was obviously mentally very unwell, and I felt my own mental health like go down down south by just so much like spending a lot of time with her and around that negativity and around that energy. How, how do you like keep your energy good and keep your mindset healthy when dealing with people that at least start off in a pretty negative mindset? Yeah, well, it's different if it's a partner, right? Because like if I'm with my partner, then it's, they come into an, they come into a different place entirely. Like my clients and I don't go into that place. Like, and I'm, and, and I'm with a partner, I've let them in so deeply inside myself, them and all of what they are. Like 
with a client, I'm more going into them, right? Like I, I don't think about, they're not coming into my deepest place. So with a partner, it might be a bit different and I'm not an expert on relationships, but I think <laughs> like with clients, like it's the same level is, is that maybe they, maybe they just, um, maybe, maybe it's just, it's just about boundaries. It's about keeping the same uh, consistency. And just as Luke actually taught me is project ultimate, um, ultimate self onto them, project ultimate self. Like when they come to me and they ask, they tell me what their goals are and who they need to be. And I, I ask them like, who do you need to be to have this life? As soon as they tell me that, that's all I'm focusing on. And the moment that drops is the moment that the possibility comes that they won't have the results until that point, they are only going to get the results and any behavior, any word, I'm calling it out. Anything that's not in alignment with that thing, I'm calling it out straight away. And that's how I don't, I just put the responsibility for on completely onto them. Um, but then if I know, if I see they're not getting the results, I will call it out. Like I'm not going, the responsibility is there, but I'm still, it's still my job to like call that out because if they don't get the uh, results, sure. Like that's not my, it's not my fault, but I, I have let them down in a way. Right. So I need to, and, and I know that the only reason they wouldn't let get the results is because I felt something was off and I didn't speak to it. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. trust myself. Right. So that's where, I, that's where it comes from for me. And that's how I keep my energy clean is because it's, it's, there's things I haven't spoken in any relationship. If there's things you haven't spoken, you're funneling energy into that, that place for maintenance. Like it's like dark cords. Like with clients, these dark cords can come a lot because they throw them out because of their problem is it needs energy to exist and they're not giving the energy enough and they suck the energy. That problem sucks a lot of energy. So as the therapist, they're going to try and put these hooks into you because then they can have an experience of, oh, I went to the therapist and it couldn't change, right? And then it's my identity and nothing can help me, right? They want that because then everyone's going to believe them and the problem can suck all of the energy out of everyone in the world. And then it's going to be like so strong, right? So yeah, that's yeah. how I see it. I say, no, you can't take because that shit does not fly here. You have paid how much money, right? Like you're not doing, that's not happening here. But I say it like with love and but sometimes I do say it with, with, with power too, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, so you hold them, especially in your mind, you, you hold them to that standard of who they want to be rather than who they are. That's right. And have and, been. Like it's so yeah. not about, it's so not important, like who, who they've been it's yeah and they love that because they on their their soul wants to get out like their soul wants to get out <laughs> but they they just they, yeah so they they know everything they have all the answers and none of it is none of it comes from me right and as soon as i i get i feel like this this work makes me trust myself because as soon as i feel that i'm responsible i just put the i push the envelope back right yeah. then they they can take it they can take the the reins but yeah it's a it's a also a, an evolving process i'm i'm always slipping into into that like being at effect and feeling like i'm responsible for the change i'm always falling into that but it's about the refractory period and making that really short as in the time from slippage to coming back to yes. the truth the time from being like in being the coach to being a part of the problem like the time that I'm spending at effect to their problem, it's about making that really small. Because I found that if I'm trying to prevent myself from falling there, then I'm in reaction and avoiding 
that and then I avoid a lot of things but I just sometimes I just let myself go there for a moment and then I'm like okay let's go back and and then knowing that I can exist in that really dark place and pull myself out at any point it actually is uh it's really empowering oh that's such an interesting um you know this is such a different student spotlight to all the others and it's amazing I was just reflecting on that um, you know, in my own world, and it's probably valuable for people. Um, yeah, I, I guess like, you know, yeah, through my coaching journey and, and thinking about going into that suicide space, part probably for myself there, that the fear of that is, as a coach, is like fear of me trying to help these people. Sometimes I, there's a fear there that I'll get pulled down back into um, who I used to be. You know, and I imagine that that yeah, that, that would in that in the world of like you know drugs and alcohol, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I, I guess that reflection. Yeah, like, I, I regularly get cravings for what my clients are trying to quit, yeah. right? Because like new parts of myself are coming up that I haven't dealt with yet. Yeah, like there's been times when I've been in sessions. It's never come up for alcohol, but it has come up for cigarettes and sometimes other drugs, right? Yeah, I felt the craving and then I've been like, and I've just had this flash of imagining I've just had like 50 cigarettes in one and there's that whole, and I was like, whoa. And I realized that I was getting probably a bit, uh, I was either going into the session not being primed with my energy and I was a bit open too much in the wrong ways. So Mm -hmm. I would just learn from that and make sure I have plenty of sleep, make sure I have you know, I've, I've started my day off knowing who I am and closing the container on who I am. And that's super important because if I'm speaking to like dozens of people a day sometimes, right? And, and like, you have to have the container closed as who I am. Like, who is Ben? And Ben is, is closed, like, in his identity. And, and he's just, he's giving, like, you know, the guy in the 7-Eleven when he's selling something, he's giving yeah. from that window, right? Yeah. But you can't come in to where he is. Like, he's just giving from that place it has to be safe yeah yeah that's if well we I, I'd, love, that. I'd love to go into that um yeah in terms of like your 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 rituals to uh i wouldn't just say like start the day right but yeah your rituals when you're when you're dealing with people that are um well we'll keep using that word emotionally hectic um <laughs> yeah sure yeah it works doesn't it right um about yeah the rituals you have in place like each day or week or month or whatever it is to um keep really grounded in in who you are and you know your place on earth and 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 grounded in your soul and your spirit and in your heart um Yeah, yeah. yeah talk on that yeah yeah it takes a gargantuan effort sometimes right so like i think i i've definitely we underestimate how much negative messages there are coming in and especially in this current world right and especially when there's not a lot of transference of our experiences with others in a really holistic way like there's no physical connection right so a lot of us are in alone in our experiences so you can think about it like um like the dead sea right like as a coach you're almost like a dead sea and and you've only got this one sometimes you've only got this one valley of uh, this one one source of, of um, input and it's from people that have a lot of problems right and and a lot of troubles and so you're, you're just containing and containing and containing so 
you got to pull the plug out. Like if there was a plug on the city, right? You got to pull the plug out like numerous times a day. And um, I also think about it in, in terms of like, it's like if I'm, I have to make sure that I'm here so that, and I'm always here, ideally always here. I maybe go a bit, but I never come down here because it's, it's too easy for me to like go there and get lost. Like I have to be here. So I prime myself using, uh, what do I do? I kind of make sure either I take five really deep breaths, like slow deep breaths after sessions. Before sessions, I'll do Tony Robbins priming. Like there's a technique called priming, but in NLP, we just call it anchoring. So I'll maybe do some anchors, which is like a stimulus response for have, for breaking any negative state and you just get into like your flow. Um, I'll do some of that. Um, and just something to break the state. Like it doesn't have to be those things. It's anything to break the state. So, yeah. and it's something that should make you feel powerful. So if you sprint around the block or you sprint for like 500 meters or you go outside and you just scream, like, I'm a beast, I'm amazing. Like I'm a king. And just, and just obliterating all of that debris that has come. Right. And, and just become sitting back in the throne inside, like, yeah. cause you can just easily become this decrepit, overwhelmed mess. And, and you just take every day and every day is, is, is adding more of that. And you're like, I can't do this anymore. And so you bring less of yourself into each day really? and more of, more of the like reasons why I can't do this. It's too much. And I think this is so important to talk about because like so many of us like do feel like this quite often, right? Yeah. And there's, there's all this stuff online that, that we never have problems, but people like humans, like coaches are humans. If anything, like we are, it's, it's like, we, we have been through a lot usually like, and that's why we came into this alternative therapy. Right. So that's what I usually, that's what I do. I, I do that. I have a freezing shower or I get in an ice bath. That would be the best thing to do. Is that, is that like a post session? That will be at any time, like any time. <laughs> That's like a cure-all for everything. Like uh, probably have a workout in the morning and do a, a freezing bath or a cold shower. And then I'll have, um, and then maybe after a long day, I'll, I'll do one. Um, I only have cold showers here because I don't have the ice bath yet, but I'm making it a priority and I'm getting it. Um, I personally do martial arts and I get the anger out, right? Because the judgment is just undealt with anger. So and any kind of lack of relatability is usually there's some form of anger or frustration. And, and what anger is, I believe, is to put distance between you and pain and you and fear and hurt. So like if I can get rid of all that anger, then I can start to feel more. And, and through the feeling, I can decrease the negative input that's coming because it's only ever a result of where I'm at emotionally. Totally. Yeah. 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 Oh man. It's like I, I, every now and then for this, I'm like, I'm forgetting that we're recording. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great you're a great interview I, i'm really enjoying this no i look it's, it's funny i don't even call myself like the fact that i get paid to do this so to speak um is 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 great i i love it because i like get to learn some you know really cool stuff and I, I spend so much time especially in my role with luke of like kind of helping other people mm. that it's really nice to like ask some questions and say well, what's the stuff you do yeah, that's true. It's good. It's good. It's like a, a mastermind in the book, Think and Grow Rich. I've read, it's like, have a mastermind. So like you learn from people that, and I think that's also essential. Um, having like a group of people that like, they're going through the same stuff and you're just, 
you just hear them like sharing um like they're in a circle right like i heard i've heard many people having breakdowns having a hard time and then just you know i hope luke has an inner circle because he's just like a rock solid force or maybe he's just unlocked that part of himself but <laughs> yeah like i'm sure everyone has them right and and i think um it's so important to have that because the group comes towards like you know and it's held by one person and that one person goes to another group and it it actually wouldn't and shouldn't and couldn't end i think that's totally. so important that people have that because yeah we can feel very alone in our experience right we can feel very alone and i think the aloneness is is it's it's crippling it's one of the most dangerous things about this work like if you're ever feeling alone don't wait don't wait just gravitate <laughs> to other people that can hey, help right? <laughs> <laughs> don't wait gravitate just have to go to people and you have to let it out like let it out go and scream in the forest or something or totally. let it out you're a human being we're it. gonna have to make that the new um tagline for inner circle yeah <laughs> don't wait gravitate yeah, you can coaches do feeling alone don't wait gravitate to the inner circle. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I think that's super important. Just being with others, like, yeah, not isolating. And yeah. Oh, there's also like just the amount of overwhelm that is apparent here, right? Have a very clear game plan. And the game plan has to come from what you want to serve. Like I I I have been through times like even recently, right? With and I we were chatting about it. Yeah. I didn't know, I forgot why I was doing this. And I was like, oh, I remember why I had some reasons, but the deep passionate reason, right? And it connected with, with the, the, where I had come from and it creates so much energy and it creates heart energy. It creates like the whole self is backing you. And you're like, I don't care what the, res what the response is, right? The only thing I care about the response is how to refine it from not being the same next time and how to lift it. That's the only reason I care about the, res the return of information. So it's, it's just beautiful. You've got to have that. You've got to have an understanding of why you're doing this and then map out even just the next six months. Like I don't think when you're first starting, you need to know the next 10 years, right? Just the next six months and who you're serving and why you're serving them and why it's so important. And, and having like a few really, really strong goals, right? Like just, I want either to give $500,000 back to these causes, or I want to put, um, I want to get my parents out of debt, right? Whatever the, these are various things people have, but those will fuel you like that. They've picked me up from the ground so many times. And when I'm on that ground, it actually just gets worse when I don't do anything. It, it gets worse until I either quit or I do the thing that I was dreading. And like, because of these reasons, I can't quit. I'm not allowed. It does not, that cannot happen. It doesn't exist unless coaching becomes illegal, which then I'll just probably, I don't know, do it in another way or some other way. I don't know. But, you know, um, like it can't, it can't happen. It's not possible because it's not possible. Then I'm, I'm like, all of my energy is there. And that you need all that energy available because like when you're becoming more than you have been, you can't be feeding into who you have been trying to like out of safety, out of wanting to be safe and, and, and secure. You can't, you have to like bring it all, all those insecurities, everything, everything with where you're going, you gotta, you gotta bring that. So I think that's so important. That's more important than any of the priming, any of the cold showers, anything else like, so much more important and then just going over it every six months to a year how did i go 
How did I go? How did I go? And um, always yeah, reflecting. I think that's a really important point is like, as you go through as well, like through, through life and through your journey, your, your, you know, we'll call it like your why, will will evolve and change. Yeah. Um, and it's important to, I think I said this to you the other day, um, I think it was you during that call, uh, that, you know, to, to be constantly in, in, in business, like constantly reevaluating and going over and getting deeper on your niche and your ideal client. And, um, and, and it's not just like a once-off process, that the more detail and understanding you have around around that and, and the emotions in it and everything, the, 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 the better. Yeah, full on, for sure. I definitely believe in that because when I've let go, the moments that I've let go of, of the why and who I'm serving are the moments when it just all turns to crap, right? Like it literally yeah. does. And, and you just have the same amount of energy going out, but it's not landing anywhere because yeah. you don't have any destination for it it's just like oh okay today i'll do like i'll message this many people oh today and then maybe i'll do some other things like reach out for some joint ventures but like none of that is like the goal has like a thousand pieces and every piece is required to make that goal happen but yeah. if i'm just putting pieces on like some big empty area then they're never going to connect and they're going to be in the wrong place but yeah. this this needs to be in the right sequence. Sequential order is so, so important. And, and that's not to be afraid of, right? That's actually such a thing of safety, of assurance that my yeah. efforts are going to yield, right? And I'm just putting them all, like when you make the puzzle, they go, you put them in random places, but then you start to see them linking up and you just rearrange and then they just land. And only in that landing moment, you actually realize it, it all was going to work and I can't believe I didn't think it was going to and all of that you know like all that stress why did I bother I why do I always beat myself up like it's amazing like I'm here and I've arrived and then like it's like the next puzzle and you just replay that whole thing again and you just go through that whole thing and eventually after you do that a few times and you arrive at your um, outcome you just you just start you just let go of that whole story of oh it might not work it might not do this or that it becomes so much more minimized right but because yeah. context is way larger for the bigger goals, it can easily come back and swarm you. Swarm you. So yeah. I think like the larger the goals, the more planning. And if you don't have time for planning, get someone else in to help you to plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd love to go in there as well. Like at the start of your your coaching journey, um, you know, has, have you been an overnight success, mate? Or <laughs> you know, what's what's been your your coaching journey? Yeah, well, like, I guess, like, yeah, I did pretty well from the, from the start, I guess, because yeah. I kind of went from zero to 100 uh, straight away, and I was so ready and rearing, rearing and ready to go because I was surrounded by people that were doing really well, and I was like, okay, like, that's the standard now. I've got to do it, um, but I, I think, like, yeah, the first, um, the first month I ever coached, I had one client for a six-week program he got great results he ended up coming on for two actually and that for two sessions for two cycles and that was really good um then i made no money i had no clients for a month and then i signed on to seven figure academy and it was like prosperity 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 the whole way right what, what was yeah what was the, the difference for you um like uh, yeah i'd love to know not just to spruik seven figure but uh, you know also to hear like the the changes there in terms of for your business on what you like, what you got clear on and, and what went from one or two clients to, okay, let's ramp this yeah, bad one. 
Yeah, you're right. Because like the information is there. The only thing that Luke's really good at getting all the right information in the same place, but there's all that information's out there. So it was cause and effect, right? The first thing was like getting clear on cause and effect and where am I sitting on that scale at every moment? No matter what is going on out there, where, when am I sitting on cause and effect? Um, it was that and it was tracking everything. Like the act of tracking made all of the self-doubt disappear overnight because I could see clearly what was actually real. It was all in front of me. And then um, people say consistency, but I think consistency just comes from having a really strong reason why you're doing it. Um, to focus on just being consistent is actually, I think, is not possible to just try and be consistent without knowing why. But um, and then anchoring into the goal, like every single morning, I would be anchoring into the vision and I would just anchoring into it emotionally and I would break any thoughts open by anchoring back into the vision and reinstating my like the person I wanted to become and clearly mapping out what behaviors and thoughts I run that don't belong in my future and I have them on my wall and and so I anchor into this new self every morning because I know that for me to have that certain outcome I have to be a vibrational match for it otherwise life won't give it to me because I'm not deserving of it right I have to show that I'm, I'm I am like grateful for it and appreciative and that I deserve it so that's it. Like those are the three things, and and since I did that, whenever I'm doing those three things, I'm good. I'm I'm ace. Like I'm I'm up. But if I'm not even one of them, then massive risk. Why would we put it to chance, right? Like, yeah. of all the effort we put in, all the energy, why would we not spend ten minutes every morning doing this? And uh, there was one more thing. I am practicing like the most important skill that I'm trying to master for thirty minutes at the beginning of each day. And that's it. Practicing that skill 30 minutes of each day, uh, first thing in the morning. So it's crisp in my conscious mind. And for the whole day, I am like using that a lot. So it was sales when I first started 30 minutes a day, an hour a day. And then I journal and I, I just kind of journal about how I was going to be in that day and painting out what kind of person I want to be, what kind of responses I'm going to have. And then just future pacing myself to the max. And at the end of the day, just dumping all that out and just opening the trap door. And I'm just like, it's done. Like it's finished. I did so well. What did I do really well? And I'm not thinking about what could I improve on? I'm just thinking, what did I do really well? Because it's just about re re restating the positivity and keeping it there. Right? Closing the space. So you've got to close each day, every day. Yeah, yeah. Cut yourself off from each day as you pass through it and take the learnings. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love that. I, I, I just noted that down. Um, I think that's gold. No, it's something I haven't heard anyone else so far speak about on this about practicing that skill for thirty minutes in the morning. Yeah. The the only other person I've heard speak about this so far is um, I'm reading a book at the moment um, uh, by Brendan Burchard. Uh, that's probably not how you say his name, but anyway, I guess um, it's high, high performance habits. And he talks about this, about one of the key things that high performers do is they look at, um, if I remember this correctly, is they look at the area of their interest, right, in life, the, the personal area of their interest. And then they think about, okay, where's that going to area? Where's it going to go over the next five years? And what skills do I need to develop in that area to become world-class at that in five years? That's right, man. I just bought like 20 books about 
specific areas and I learned how to I just signed up for this course but with Jim Quick to read really quickly so I can learn it right it's, good. I don't know I haven't started it yet but it's a it's a good idea like to, to be able to intake the knowledge you're exactly right Brendan Burchard's great so yeah, yeah I, I think it's so much about that it's about just being having the skills because as the leader of the like of the coaching business that you have like um you you like I've really learned especially from Luke and some others that you're not training to be the best um at one thing you're at or at like you know sales or at like content writing you actually want to be training to lead and so to be tra training to be a leader you want to train to be good at communication and you want to be really 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 good at training to be good at communication like that would be the number one thing if you can master communication then you could then you've got everything else because then your copy's good your sales are good your like your energy is good you know what's going to fit well where it's needed and it's everything else follows so I got all these books about that, which I'm going to sink my teeth into and yeah, it'll be unrecognizable in two months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. I love it. it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's so, I, I love hearing that in terms of um, just, just that, that passion and um, hunger. That's the right word for, for like intaking new ideas and knowledge. Mm. Um, and it's like, it's it kind of reflects back to what you were saying earlier. Um about like kind of mastermind and, and and all that and sometimes i'm I'm messaging people and they're like oh, i'm already coaching someone right and i'm like just because you coach you with one person it does there's not some rule in the universe that says you're not allowed to get help from anyone else <laughs> and about like, it like that <laughs> it, it, it's like you'd be surprised how many people like say that to me like, it's like they're the romantic partner <laughs> like, yeah, a, like you're cheating on them or something and <laughs> like uh, you know hopefully luke doesn't mind me saying this but like yeah like i've got i've done training with like plenty of other people than luke um obviously I've, you know I, I love the work luke does otherwise i wouldn't work with him um but yeah at the same time there's so much value in taking in from other people and us personally like like I think we're getting help at the moment from uh, one, two, three, four, uh, I'd say four to five different companies uh, <laughs> uh, are helping us out. That sets in, the tone for me. I'm like, okay, let's, let's step it up a bit. <laughs> because they're, like, they're not perfect. Yeah. And, and like there's areas that we aren't, like we're only you know, average at or, or not great at. And, you know, yeah, we're, we're always trying to get better. And not just that, but it's also like our inner circle people. We're always like working on giving you guys more, like, you know, more tips, more help, more like helping you go to that next level. And that like, that demands, it demands us to be taking ourselves to the next level. Mm, that's exactly why I love, um, I love, yeah, coaching people in their businesses because it actually, as you say, demands you to learn more and, and you can't go into the comfort zone. You have to keep growing. So I think like, for to be honest, once I, I advise most people when they're early on in their coaching, once they've gotten consistent results with people, I would suggest taking on a few 
uh, new coaches or people that are wanting to start coaching and just start like take on a few one-on-one people because you'll notice the gaps in your congruency and your application and what you're not living in your own business. Like I was taking on business coaching clients. I took on someone that had been a few years in coaching and, and she, and I was only two months into it and she was, and, and I helped her a lot. Like, um, and I just, I just shared with her what I knew and she was like, wow, that's incredible. So even people that are further down the line than you are, like they, the longer you have been in coaching has no indicator to how good of a coach no. you are, or how, uh, how efficient you are, right? Or how prepared. And you, and you can, this is a personal belief I have anyway, is like everyone you encounter in life that you, you can, you can learn something from. Mm. Like it doesn't matter, like dump truck driver, homeless person, you can learn something from that person. Yeah. And you can like, see it from like this level, which like with the dump truck driver guy, right? He could teach me something about dealing with something that's another garbage related thing that isn't physical garbage, like emotional garbage. I see him throw it in the in the truck, throw away my emotional garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it in different contexts, right? It's like the ultimate reframe. Like in that way, if you see, if I see life like that, I can literally just learn anything from anyone anything and everything is a master teacher right and yeah that's exactly right yeah 100 <laughs> i like it's something uh every now, every now and then i share this with people like um there was a period of time in my life that um obviously it wasn't intentional but i actually became homeless yeah um and it was it it was an odd situation because i like um like I, I, I had money, so to speak. Um, not, you know, wasn't you know rolling in it. And I also had a car, right? Um, like it wasn't like totally like I was on the streets, but I, yeah, I, I had a had an interaction with an old with a with a, a housing situation that didn't go very well, um, and and ended up on me not having access to that house, um, very very abruptly and suddenly. And um, yeah, I, I was legit like like homeless for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, there's problems about being homeless that you learn solutions for that, that you never think about. Wow. Like, like th- well, things, things like, um, you know, like, like showering mm. is, is, is definitely learning about where like, like toilets are. How freeing is that though? Like I've had this experience as well, being, being like choice by choice homeless. Like uh, it's very freeing. Um, I went hitchhiking up the coast to Queensland and I was just by choice. I had like some money, but I was just like, I want to experience what it's like without any of this life stuff. So I hitchhiked all the way up to like 2000 Ks and I just like got into random people's cars and everyone was like, you're going to get killed. You're going to be like uh, raped and stuff and you're dead. But, you know, I was not, I was fine. Like, and I was like, you guys don't know what life is about. And you probably have never done this. Like, so I think everyone that watches this should never think that anyone, like never take, what should you take advice from? Like, what should you take guidance from? Because most of the time, the people that are knocking what you want to do have never even tried it. They've never done it. They are going off what other people have said about something that even those people have never done. So totally. I was going to interrupt, but I just, I felt really compelled. No, I, I couldn't agree. When it comes to advice, um, I couldn't agree more with that. It's, um, yeah, I think, I think advice is really interesting. Um, 
and I like it, it's 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 so contextual. It's so contextual, and what I mean by that is like I'll use an example. Um, like I, I've recently um, put down, um, uh, committed to purchasing a property in, in Victoria. And, um, you know, my, some people in my family have already purchased properties. Um, and and I was, there was some advice that was coming from them. And uh, yeah, one, one piece of advice from, from a family member, um, they're in a very different stage of their life, right? And their investment journey. And it, it's hectic, when, especially selling a property, I feel like, which is like, everyone has an opinion. Yeah. And it's like always, especially when it's unsolicited advice, like I was reading this book recently. Yeah, control. I think it's, I think it's Think and Grow Rich as well. He says, any unsolicited, watch out for any unsolicited, unsolicited advice. Like when you didn't ask for the advice, watch what the sponsoring thought is or watch what the person's agenda is because it's generally not, yeah, if it's unsolicited, then it's not usually for your positive good. Totally, totally. And I, for me, it was a, uh, and this is potentially interesting um, for people is I, I actually made the decision to put a bit more faith and trust into um, the people I was working with uh, to get the investment property, the, the company. Um, and part of the reason for that is, is I kind of have this belief that if you're, paying people money or they're receiving money for that service, right? Then their best interest is that you get a good result, mm. right? And like you can reflect on this as a coach, right? It's like, you know, especially high ticket, you want your clients to win. You bloody do. You bloody hope they do. <laughs> like, like it's same for us, right? Like we, like this is totally just, you know, out there black and white. We want our students to make coin and to win because then we're generally quite likely to be able to use them as a testimonial to help more people. That's right. That's exactly right. So we actually like, with that being said, like we generally will go out of our way to help people win more and more. And you know, what's beautiful is that when, like whenever I've had someone that's gone downhill, like say they started and they did well, but they went down, you know, this does happen. Like sometimes I kind of just say, well, in about a year's time, I'm going to use this to really like, I'm going to use this as a really powerful success story, that whole dip and come up. So I'm going to really put myself into this and over deliver because what that will create is massive momentum in the long term. And I think like the temptation is to actually just blame them and just let them go uh, and just say, oh, it's their fault. But actually like putting in that extra effort and just, all it takes sometimes is one reframe, like reframing one of their thoughts or questioning mm-hmm. one of their things, which can change the whole trajectory of their yeah. pattern. And that's a, that pattern, it's never your fault. It's been there for a long time, but it is, it is something you can change like as a coach and, and just being yeah. curious and playful with the whole process. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. I've got to kind of like, you know, spin this around and keep it get going, um, you know, in the right direction. And what, um, what, what like advice uh you know i mean you're still a new coach so to speak i'm sure you feel like you're still a new coach yeah, always um, hopefully always yeah. A new coach. yeah what like what advice would you give you know i guess back to your you know past self slash to new coaches you know when they haven't even got any clients right and it's it's that especially a stage of zero to one client the hardest the hardest bit 
that is literally the hardest place for anyone. Yeah. My gosh, I, my heart goes out to everyone that is in that place because that place can last a day or it can last like 10 years. And it is so the place you want to get out from because your dream of becoming a coach is never going away. And if you, if you, the more time you put in the way of getting this first client, the less you love yourself. Because if it is so unloving to leave yourself in that place of anguish and not listen to yourself and the cost is massive. So I think like the best thing you can do is just to have mercy on yourself and go all out. And no matter how uncomfortable it is, it is like so much less painful to do that than it is to stay in fear and and deny what you really want. Yeah. That is the most powerful thing. And then I think it's go easy on yourself. Like, do so many loving things like lavish out or like do a lot of care, have a lot of care for yourself, see your friends. And just remember that because you're entering a world of unlimited prosperity and unlimited growth, that there is no end. So you're not, as you told me when my first day of inner circle, you're not, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And that's the thing that goes on. A lot of people say that, right? Like treat it like it's a marathon and, and just chunk down one thing at a time, just one thing. And, um, and the, the income goals are just secondary because when I, fo- when I have focused on just the income goals, I get a massive, there's, there's, there's dark energy that can come and it can really exploit the insecurities inside a person when they just focus on that because money is survival. So you want to be focusing on things that are like thriving, like those upper tiers are human connection and service and contribution. Mm-hmm. That is, when you have those, the money will flow abundantly. So I think like having, how can I get better at doing these things is really important in those first, those first times. Calling bullshit on your patterns. Like I really did that intensely. I was doing that up to 15, 20 times a day in my first couple months. And I was just like, any thought I had that wasn't in alignment with my goal, I would, it may be a bit brutal for some people. They don't want to get this extreme, but it was what was required. So I did it. I was just like, bullshit, like get out. I am going there. You can, this, you, if you don't like it, you're out. Like you got to go just to these thoughts, right? Direct confrontation with the thoughts, questioning and pushing back, like really pushing back onto them and pushing them into a place where they would serve me. So now they're there as a background thing where they can push me to do more because if, but when they get to that melting point, then they start stepping into the steering wheel position. It's really like, you don't want to let that happen. So let them just be a motivator. Let them be the guys that are rowing underneath, right? Like that's what they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think your, do you think your martial arts practices help that a lot too, in terms of taking control of your mental Oh yeah. Heaps with the, with the, um, anger. Yeah. I started like about six years ago when I went there, I went sober. I went to my first Kung Fu class and my teacher, like my Sifu, he, he went like, he just showed me a level of easy kind of like living, which I have never experienced before, but he had so much passion. You would not believe he was so full of red hot fire, but he was just so, he just had like the passion with the calm. And I was like, this is like a well-rounded person. So I think like, yeah, the martial arts is important, especially, you know, for women is, is, is very important, but for men is extremely important because we come from like a hunter background. Like we need to be getting that energy out. We have a deep desire to destroy. 
And that is so important for people to come to terms with. Men need to come to terms with this because it's it's not it's not it's not attractive right now. It is just a fashion thing. It's not attractive. It's not cool. It's like it's like um, disregarding everyone else. That means you don't care. But like you know, if you shove that down, you are putting down. When you when you express that, you become so much more powerful, right? And and you're just gonna step on people's toes. Like you just gotta be there with them afterwards, so that you're there yeah. and you're not avoiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard some great things. Like, I mean, so many, you know, really big players in in the coaching space and business space, um, you know, rave about, yeah, a practice of of martial arts being, you know, really transformative. Yeah, yeah. Um, Playing into something or, you know, but with someone, but it's like the energy is directed inside yourself still. It's not trying to hit, get a hit in or win at like, never sacrificing we say in martial arts you never sacrifice the far from the near so if i ever overextend my arm it could be broken i always save a little right i'm always within my own space and i'm never overextending so that i can reach that thing and coaching is like it's full of golden droplets everywhere and you just really want to like overextend for each one and in the end you just get so fatigued and and um, you've got to stay in your space and then you just let them kind of fall into your hands and you just prime yourself, get your energy up and it all just comes to you anyway, right? But it's patience. Yeah. So much about yeah. the patience, yeah. That's such, a, that's such an interesting and, and amazing metaphor. And I, I think that's why I'm, I'm really interested in, in martial arts because I, I think it's a really powerful tool to teach you a lot of like deep personal you know, spirit lessons using, and, and, and I think often probably in that space, like you, you really get the lesson through like a level of like physical, quick physical pain in terms of being like, ah, oh, no, nah, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and sometimes like that, that's like, it's such a good, 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 uh, you know, analogy what you're using before in terms of, you know, Sometimes you just need that quick feedback of just like, you know, not, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. that bit. That's right. Like sometimes you got to just yield and sometimes you've got to go forward, but you've got to be receptive to what's in front of you. You've got to be receptive towards that look directly. Like we're trained to never look away if you're going forward. And I think yeah. uh, some, some motivational guy said, if you're looking back as you're looking forward, you'll break your legs or something, right? <laughs> it's like something like that, right? I think it was uh, that guy um, who- Jim Rohn or someone? Uh, no, Jim Rohn is amazing, but it was some other guy, but he was saying like, never, yeah, never do that because you're just putting risk and in, in, you're putting a lot of risk. So yeah, always yield when you're, when you feel there's an overwhelming force, you've got to yield and then use the energy and use their energy back at them. So when I when there's a resistant client, I'm like, cool, where am I being rigid? How can I like relax what I'm doing and guide them around and back and get all of their energy to go back into that resistance in another direction? So that's yeah. huge about martial arts. It's like totally. you take all of that energy and you put it back in place, right? And then that's it. But it takes very calm, very assertive, very relaxed. And you take it and you're always protecting yourself while you're doing this. You're never open in order to like do that. There's got to let go of the out. You've got to know the outcome and then let it go. And then yeah. you're just waiting for the opening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man, I can like totally. Um, yeah, there there would be so many parts of your martial arts practice that that would show up in your business. I imagine every single part, and um, and the guy that plays Iron Man, he he's big in the same martial art, Wing Chun. Um, yeah, and he's he's he. I feel like that is a he said that's a massive part of his success was because of that. Um, yeah, and there's there's no such thing as steamrolling ahead all the time. Like it, it's not a thing. Like you'll run over your opportunities as well as you'll run over your problems. So like yeah. if you're if you if you can really like be calm with that, be collected, and just move. Better to move slowly and consistently than sprint for five yards, collapse. Sprint for five yards, collapse. Right, your nervous system will give up. You'll get burnout hardcore from that. And what's yeah. the point of doing this if you just burn out and unhappy right totally totally 100 percent. oh mate we could uh i feel like we could just keep going all afternoon <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i have a series of uh of, of rapid fire questions um that are well i say rapid fire some of them are a little bit longer that are uh, not related to anything um but they might be you know we'll see how they link in Jeez. um so we'll dive into that so when you're not working mate how do you like to spend your time Oh, when am I not working though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to, yeah, I like to see my partner. I like to, um, can't see people. It's been different with lockdown. So I've had to use, troubleshoot different ways of satisfying my human needs and satisfying different like things. And I guess uh, I love to read. I love to, um, in my free time, I love to, you know, have baths. I love to have spa. A spa is really good. I love to, um, yeah, like practice my martial arts with people and really get it out, go for runs, um, swim in the ocean and go to, get up at sunrise. Like I love getting up at 5 a.m., going to the beach and just running everywhere and screaming and getting in the water. Like I'm obviously very adrenalized, so I got to do that stuff. And I actually think most people need to start doing that stuff. Like just having time to be wild. Like yeah. we just sit down and be domesticated, right? So I do that. I like to do that in the morning and then, yeah, get into bed really at a good time. But I think, uh, yeah, calling friends. Um, yeah, there's not a lot to do in lockdown, man. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of just like, okay, like the way I've treated this this year and last year, like the first 24 months of my coaching, um, it's just about putting as much in, like really refining how I approach this and making it super powerful. Like, COVID could happen, whoops, <laughs> it could happen forever. Like who knows how long this current world could be like this. So it's about using the time, right? Using the time well, and, and just in the, and, and being in the state of control that, that you can be, right? It's just like, we can't have, we don't have freedom to do a lot of things, but we have freedom to build. Like we have freedom to create a life, a beautiful life that when we finish, I was speaking to someone today and he's, uh, he was on, he's on alcohol and he wants to get sober. And I said, you can treat this time and come out of it. And he, he's on uh, government benefits and they just cut it off. And I said, he's like, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. And I said, the main thing is you're wondering how, like, you're not questioning if you're just saying how, and I said, I can take you there. I'm in your corner until it goes to an if I'm, I can't help you. Right. And I said, we can do this. I'm going to spend the time with you and I'm going to get you there. And that's the level of, of care and projection that we got to have. So He's spending his time he's going to walk out of this whole global thing as a new man and everyone that wants to do this can do it as well like it's Dude, i couldn't agree more i 
I think there's a lot of positives that have come out of the, the times. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is um, uh, the number of people that are getting out and getting fresh air and exercising outside is, <laughs> is peaking. Peaking, yeah. And so many people at parks together and <laughs> hanging out and coffee shops and, you know, you get one of those people that they have like they're covered, but their eyes are burning with anger at everyone. But it's like it's like just okay, that's all right. We we just we'll let you be like that if you want. Yeah. Um, but everyone else is having a great time boogieing. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, mate, what are you what are you currently reading? Uh, currently, I'm reading. So I'm studying for the neurolinguistic programming practitioner training. So I'm studying some NLP books, which is structure of magic so this is me practicing what i've preached in before i'm studying communication like i've i've got that i've got structure of magic one and two which is by um amazing authors who are um they just speak all about nlp and and because that's what i'm teaching i need to be knowing it like the back of my hand if i'm going to be training people right and the reason I, i'm training people is because i want to know this stuff and be a master so it pushes me to do that so that's the whole thing about engineering your goals to make you master the things you think are most important. So um, yeah, that's what I'm reading. The Messy Middle, which was recommended by Luke. Um, not sure who that's by. Um, and those are the only ones at the moment, just just three at a time. <laughs> three books. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, if you have, uh, what was the first concert you attended? The first concert? All right. Um, it was an underage festival where we got super wild and we um, had a great time, such a good time, like just with your mates and um, yeah, and dancing. And then the ladies was a good time too. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just a great electronic music, just getting wild. It's important. It's so important to get wild. I love it. I love it. Um, what is your favorite book of all time? The Prophet, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, which is really good for getting basic, like letting go of all of the, it's got like every aspect of life and just deep wisdoms about each aspect and how to treat it. Because I come from a very religious background. We had like a strong doc doctrine. So I gave that up because the doctrines weren't serving my expansion. So these are new doctrines that do serve where I want to go. Um, and they're a really good uh, cornerstone for me and I think everyone should have something like that totally 100% I love that man yeah. um this is a bit of an odd one <laughs> is um what's your favorite word oh wow favorite word that is such an interesting question my favorite word um would be I think uh, the most important word is 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 alive being alive right? I love it I love it. It is so important. Alive. Yeah. Um, first first job? Macca's. Macca's. <laughs> McDonald's, yeah. Well, no, no, it was Subway and I got fired from Subway <laughs> because I was stuffing up the jobs and and I got fired and I was like, what the hell? And then they, they fired me and I was like, oh, well, like, you know, I'll just go to another job. And then I went to another job and I did really well there. But then I got, I left there. That was Macca's and yeah, and then I had a load of other jobs and then, you know, then I was sick of working for people and then I did super well. Some people's personalities aren't made for working for others. Some people's personalities are made for working either in teams or as leaders or as, you know, some are for employees. There's nothing wrong with that. You just got to be honest with what your 
emotional response is while you're in those contexts. Don't totally. trust that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so you've already, the next one's religious or spiritual. I'm actually interested to hear your responses, even though you said you're religious. Used to be, yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you classify yourself as now? Um, I believe in God, right? I believe in yep. God. I like to use the word God because it's such a triggering word for a lot of people. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's not just to piss people off, but I like to use <laughs> <laughs> evil mofo. <laughs> no, I like to use the word God because it's, um, it's like, um, it's like a place inside. I just believe that God, you know, I speak quite a lot of that conscious language. Right. But I just think, I just think, um, we're our own best role model. Heaven is a state of mind. It's place inside. And, uh, we're just leading everyone else to that place as well. And anyone that doesn't want to come to the party, doesn't have to. Right. Yeah. I I believe something very, very similar to that. So that's amazing. Um, What's one thing you're excited about in 2022? Oh, uh, that next year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did for a second. I was like, oh. The years just, the years just merged. Um, 2072, uh, I'm going to turn 28. So I'm really excited. Um, in astrology, it's a time where people, where people's lives massively shift. So I'm very excited. Usually a lot of things fall apart. So I'm very excited for that. <laughs> and, um, and I'm excited to... Yeah, really step into more of the, of presenting and just getting funky and weird and awesome on stage and just opening people to that as a possibility in themselves. And I want to host stand up um, next year. I want to host stand up stage nights for people going that are getting sober and use it as like an MC because I love a freestyle rapping and stuff telling stories i want to be the mc and then all the people are going to be able to come and, pra- and, and perform their crafts and i'm going to use it as a platform so that they can do that and without knowing nlp or and also ntt i never would have thought i could do this because i couldn't speak in front of um, anyone in in high school speaking and and because of my reasons for doing this i've been able to enter into the right? love that man um perfect and uh what's your favorite song Favorite song is probably the Gladiator theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a song, but it awakens something, you know. It's juicy. If you ever, if you ever oh, heard it, does. It. it gets you like your goosebumps going. Yeah. Like, oh. You're like, yes, let's do this. So that's my favorite. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and my favorite question. So yeah, it's a bit of a long one. If you were given a chance to explore the oceans, option one. Option two, go to outer space. Or option three, visit 50 different countries. Which one would you choose and why? Oceans, space, or countries? Ooh. Yeah, that's an interesting question, man. I think like... It tells me something about your, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, if, if we had, if we had like, or if I had if I could create or we had the engineering, I'd want to go out into outer space to see everything as long as it was safe. Right. And then as long as I knew I was good there and then, um, yeah, I would love to, I'd love to do all those things. I want to do yeah. all that stuff. I'm afraid of going under the water like that, but I would still do it if, if I could, like if it was safe. Yeah. 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 Love it, mate. Love it. Too easy. Well, um, oh, where can people find you? I need to remember to do these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, 
you can find and if you want to put a link in the in the description you can yeah. put my, like facebook link there um that's about it i think if you want to connect there you can connect on facebook or instagram like instagram you can, i'll put my handle down there um and yeah otherwise i was just excited to just do this and and have a chat but um yeah if anyone wants to they can from there or if you have people that want to give up alcohol or smoking and want to like become coaches then you can also contact me through there as well and we can chat i love it mate i love it very good ben well thank you so much for coming on to the student spotlight it's um it's been fantastic i i honestly love doing these things like my my cheeks are warm from smiling so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> release the lips, Callum. You gotta release yeah. the lips. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. Now, uh, you know, to everyone tuning in, thank you again for tuning into um Student Spotlight. Hope you got a lot out of it. And um, you know, reach out if we can if we can help you out. And we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, thank you for having me.